Luke, then you will go to StarWarsIndirect.com. StarWarsIndirect.com? There you will listen to Star Wars Indirect, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Star Wars Indirect is a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, tsfpn.com. Star Wars on direct the voice of Star Wars fandom on this November 8, 2005. I'm joined here today by my friend Brian. Hello, everyone. In the st- studios of Star Wars on direct studios. Studio. It's like a garage. We were in the basement, now we're in the garage. It's like my father's place to work and... His workshop. Yep. It's the, the Star Wars on direct happy workshop hour. It's tool time. It's tool time. That's right. But tonight we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Visual Guide, which, which can actually be a very good tool if you're doing some research on the Star Wars universe. Uh, most definitely something to actually have into your, connect- your connection. Your connection. Into, into your collection. We're going to have the usual segments, the polls, collecting news, fan audio release, and the community update. Brian, how can people join us on the show tonight? Oh, you can reach us by email at studio.swendirect.com. You can catch us by MSN Messenger, swendirect at hotmail.com. You can check out our Stars on Direct newsletter, our uh, our live chat, our webcam. You can listen to us live Tuesday at 7 p.m., which is now. You can get our, our blog and our brand new Star Wars on Direct message board. All through the magic of our main site, which is www.swendirect.com. That's right, Brian. Thank you very much. So, of course, we're still using the same sound card as last week and the week before. And so far, knock on wood, we haven't had a problem. So hopefully, we'll never, we never will. Um, it seems to be going just fine. I like you. Yes, I'm talking to you, little sound card. I like you very much. Keep up the good work. Because that sound card is the way f- doing have the work for the show, people. So give a big encouragement to the sound card in the chat room. Those of you 
out there right now with us. Who's with us right now, Brian? Oh, we have a good collection connect collection of Star Wars on direct fans. We have Alvin, Cocky one seventy one. We have Darth Fool, Ikasra, Lunatic, Snakes, Tiger Claw, and Bader San. Alright. Well, uh, what did you do this last week, Sebastian? Last week? What do you mean by what last? What have you done in the last week? In the last week, I've run around in crazy, hellish places wearing my Garandan costume and my Jedi Knight outfit. It was nice. It Very was fun. And I'm going to have more to tell you during the community update relating to that matter. Very sexy. But uh, it was fun. It was really, really fun, and there's uh, there's one last last time coming up for for me at least in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. So I'm gonna tell that to all the people. Well, Brian, how was my week? How was your week? I, I sold Star Wars Undirect DVDs, and I convinced people that they should buy full sc- uh, not full screen, blah, widescreen, not full screen, because full screen is evil. I tell you, people, evil. See, that's a question I have for see, you. See, see, what I do is I, I, I take I, sh- I take the widescreen DVD and I put it sideways, and then I place the full screen DVD over it so that you cut off the little edges so that people really understand how much they're losing. That is genius. It is a genius way of working. See, I was wondering if you had those little images that no, show the we don't have the cut off. But that's, that's how I illustrate it because it's really like people see it. It's yeah. a really visual way of seeing it. And they like I can hold it in their hands. I don't. I don't remember where. Uh, if someone in the chat knows, you can probably let us know about it. It's on. The, it was in the announcement of the DVD when you when it first announced it on StarWars.com. You get to see the pictures, the difference, like full screen versus widescreen. Yeah, that's it. But like, I mean, for Attack of the, Clone, of the Clones, which was the worst one, uh, the Geonosis battle. Basically, you had Obi Wan, Anakin, Padme, and no other Jedi's. Yeah. But then on the widescreen version, you see all of the other Jedi's. Exactly. Around them. So it's a big difference. A very big difference. All right. Well, Brian, are you ready to go in? Uh, yes, I'm ready to go into it. Well, let's do it then. Let's do it. Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the miscellaneous news for this 8th of November 2005. We have some very good news this this little week. We have the Burger King Episode 3 promotion back at Burger King. So it was in May, and now it's back for the DVD release. So there are going to be 17 new collector toys at Burger King, and it started Monday. And it's the Super D line that was the same one as May. And uh, now there's going to be 18 toys, uh, 48 toys, toys bleh, in total. Including the the reprinting the Vader, forty eight toys, forty eight toys in total, and there are going to be six Destiny watches, which are like reversible, kind of cool. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I'm quitting collecting. Yep. <laughs> also, Star Episode Three DVD release and the Battlefront Two release generated two hundred and ten million dollars. In the U.S., Canada, U.K., Germany, Italy, Spain, Australia, and Latin America. See, I only have this to say. When a DVD release 
makes us just as much money. I as think it made more than the box office. As draw the top movie week. of the box office, you know. I, I I think it beat the box office for last week. <laughs> that, that's disgusting. It's just it's just how bad it is. It's oh, and remember last week, Sebastian, how we were talking about uh, the Charlotte code name. Um, yeah, it, it was explained on StarWars.com. Uh, it's a code name for the DVD, and they wanted to use a. Uh, Girl's name and one word, like a one word girl's name as a code name, and Charlotte was it. So it's only the first run, so it'll become a collector's item. So all those of you who actually have a Charlotte disc, hold on to it. It's a collector's collector's item, I guess, more so than the second reprints and stuff like that. Cool. So you you know if you have a first run. You know what? What? I think it's really for the lack of participation of good Charlotte at the Lucas from at the Lucas Ranch. I guess. And it's um, like a note to them or something. Yes, we've heard a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk in Canada about uh, the lack of English slip cover for the DVD. And it's quite disgusting, I have to say, myself. I would have preferred a French side slip cover and an English side. Don't put the That's two it. together, man. No. Nope. You don't need to. You don't do that. You don't fuck with my shit. That's right. Okay? There you go. I've said it. Also, on Thursday, um, at. 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time, Eastern and Pacific Time, uh, on NBC, we will have the uh, special Apprentice edition with Star Wars in it. They're going to be promoting, um, the Apprentices will be pitching uh, marketing campaigns to Lucasfilm and Donald Trump, respectively, to promote the release of Battlefront 2 and uh, the DVD. So it's, you know, I guess it was like two weeks ago they did this. They, they shot the episode. Um, so, yeah, we'll be able to see the final results. Also, if you were savvy, in the Metro um, Daily newspaper, uh, around that time there was a picture of um, the 501st in Times Square as, like, preparing in, you know the release of the DVD. So it, we might be seeing the 501st on Thursdays episode of The Apprentice. I'm not sure. Uh, that'd be cool. That would be really, really that cool. That would be very cool for the 501st. I guess folks will just have to tune in. Yes, we will. We'll all be tuning in. And in the uh, last little bit of the Expanded Universe news, we have an early look at the uh, Betrayal book cover, which is the first of the Legacy of the Force set of the nine book set. So it's going to be nine books. It's going to come out on May 30th, 2006. From Delray, and it is uh, by Aaron Nelson. It's starting, people. It's starting, baby. The new Jedi Order. The new New Jedi Order. Well, I think it's called Legacy of the Force. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's going to be a very long and painful series that we're going to have to wait like. It's like a three-year series. Three years to yeah, get through. Yeah, we got freaking awesome authors: Troy Denning, Karen Travis, and Aaron Austin. Yeah, it's going to be... Oh, I love it. That's what I'm saying. The it's gonna lineup be, is great. It's going to be painful because those hotters know how to just, you know, leave a little dangling thread and tease us. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We're going to be like kittens. Uh. We're just going to be like Nefertiti and Garfield with a big ball of... of you yarn? Know, yarn. It's going to be... We're going to die, man. We might. There's going to be, like... We're going to lose 100 fans. We're going to die of, like, heart attack during this series, I'm sure. Just because it's going to be so good. And, uh... Anything else? Um, no, that's it. Oh, I do have the Galaxies news. Yeah. Do you want to do that now? I think we should do that now. I think it's a good idea to do that now. 
So, on uh, w- Wednesday, November 2nd, there were issues to the uh, major... Ch- there were going to be major changes coming in the next two weeks, apparently. Um, and then the next day, employees at uh, Sony Online Entertain- Ent- Entertainment give uh, gave out valuable information that explains how the combat will now be in real time, like a first-person shooter. And the 32 professions will be scaled down to nine iconic professions. Making, making Jedi a starting profession. Oh yeah, that's that's just genius. Yes, they really want to. They, they really want to have like players stop playing, don't they? Yep. And that's. I mean, I I would love to be a Jedi. I just don't think I'm gonna go straight as a Jedi into that game. Nope. It's like, hey, look at that—a bunch of stormtroopers. Let's go kill them. I'm dead. And uh, already, the changes have been taken into effect on Friday. So. And then on the weekend, uh, fans went crazy, and um, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, a lot of them have, a lot of players have quit because they don't like the new enhancements. Um, Castro says, you know, he's sending us the news, so he says he doesn't mind it, he, he likes the new changes, and uh, that there are other major combats, that there there's... Um, there's going to be more major changes, and the combat will never be the same. And uh, this is all due to the console. Last week, Star Wars Galaxies has been announced for PS3 and Xbox 360. Hey, maybe I'll play then. Or not. Or not. Which is most likely not going to happen. And that's it for the miscellaneous news. Or the pulse, if you want to call it the pulse. Alright. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Welcome to the Collecting News for this November 8, 2005. Well, some carded picks of the internet-exclusive Wedge Antilles have uh, come out. They're on Entertainment Earth, and I'm going to put the link in the chat right now as I'm doing that. I'll tell you, it's a very nice pick. It's a, it's a very nice uh, action figure, actually. It's uh, it's It almost looks as if they you know, enhance the one they had in the Falcon a few years back. But uh who can tell. It's 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 nice. It's very, very nice. I like it. So would you like to adopt a Jedi Brian? No. Why not? Because I'm an angry old man. You're an angry old man? Yes. Well, you can still actually uh adopt two Jedi's because uh both the the separation of the twins Jedi pack is coming out, and uh, both of these sets actually include Obi Wan and Luke, and of course Bail and Leia, with the little respective background of Tatooine. And what are you doing? More so enthusiasm, Sebastian. More enthusiasm. I got no enthusiasm left in me after this weekend, <laughs> and le- even less so after seeing this news. 
there's a fifth wave of Force Battler, Brian. Fifth wave. Can you believe this? Hey, if kids are buying them, let them enjoy them. We'll just keep on doing them. Well, uh, this fifth wave, fifth wave of uh, Force Battler actually includes the um, Django Fett with grappler action, the Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Voltron slash Nunchuck action. <laughs> what? That's I'm not reading it like you know from the, the the site I'm just making this up, but that's what it looks like. There's actually Grievous with four lightsabers that actually looks decent, and of course you have uh, Chewbacca with the boulder launching backpack. Wow! I wonder like if they're gonna come up with some you know special release that is gonna be. Oh yeah, and uh, he's got some growling action too. It's like he throws the rock and it goes. That was my chewy impersonation. It's really good. Thank you. I hope it sounded better than it sounded here. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the uh, Titanium Ultra Droid Trifighter and Arc 170 are being released. Uh, they're twenty dollars each, and they can be found at Walmart. Uh, hopefully we 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 hope that's where they're going to be found. Uh, it's a six-inch scale Federation droid tri- tri-fighter and an ARC-170 fighter. They actually look very very good. I don't care that much about the tri-fighter, which is I, I don't know what it is. You know, it looks like a massage thing. You know, you can take it and massage someone with it in some some hot fashion. Is it a personal massager? I don't know. That's that. For for me, the shape of the the tri fighter that's what it looks like. That's gross, you know. But the Arc 170 is really really nice and very well packed, and it's in, in this little angle. And uh, I just can't wait for them to hit the shelves because that that actually might be something I'm gonna keep in keep in touch with. All right, well here we go. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. All right, welcome to this... uh Fan Audio news update. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's been rumors about it. There's been hopes about it. And it finally happened. Yes, Victor Mayer of the Jedi Talk and the Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper Bob crew. He's let us know that he's got a brand new, brand new audio fa- audio-based fiction project that he's working on outside the realm of Star Wars. The project is a short original fiction work called In the Blood. It is being presented as a mixture of audiobook and audio drama via the project's website. Uh, you can actually check out the website at www.intheblodonline.com. Right now, there's basic basic link to uh, the forums. Uh, but you know what? Just go out there, check it out, sign up. If it's anywhere near the thrill that was Jedi Talk back in the days, I can promise you it's going to be very, very nice. The project is estimated to run for approximately four hours. It will be available directly from Mayor through the in the bloodonline.com. For me, five dollars American. A printed non-audio version will also be available via the site in Microsoft Word, OpenOffice, Peanut Press, and other formats. Five bucks cost will purchase a password and login for the site's members area, where the project can be downloaded. 
Does Mayers hope that this work of fiction, WF as he calls it, will help fuel the trend of direct interaction between writers and their audiences? We'll pass along more details as they become available. For now, you can check out updates your forums at www.intheblodonline.com. Well, Star Wars is being featured a lot this year, and Hollywood Saloon podcast is not a is which isn't a Star Wars fan audio podcast has been discussing Star Wars in the most recent episode. It's episode Hollywood Saloon number ten, and it's basically described as followed: film versus film, trilogy versus trilogy, original versus special edition, John versus Andy. Join us at the saloon as we celebrate the saga by digging deep into all things Star Wars. The good, the bad, and the Ewoks. That's that's funny, actually. The good, the bad, and the Ewoks. The good, the bad, and the Ewoks. The Luke, the Vader, and the Ewoks. <laughs> you can check them out at hollywoodsaloon.com for more details and to go download yourself a copy of this wonderful show. Roni's Own Radio number 14 has been released. Uh, it's, it uh, has been released on uh, November 5th. It's featuring a unique look at Disneyland in an episode called Disney Freaks Speak. So I'm guessing he's been to Disneyland and Mickey talked to him. Did Mickey touch him? I hope it wasn't in weird places. So the November releases continue with uh, Requiem of the Outcast number 25, hosted by Rich Sigrift and Earl Newton. Uh, it's been released featuring horror and Halloween-related topics. The TFN podcast, hosted by Eric Blight, has finally returned with an explanation about what has happened to the show. The TFN podcast uh, has been on hiatus since late September as a result of the workload of producing the podcast itself, which was, until now, basically a one-man production with guests now and then. Eric has taken on uh, hiatus from the TF- TFNP and his other non-Star Wars podcast in order to reorganize and regroup. For the TFN podcast, he's considering all release before now as Season 1, in order to do a revamp of Requiem of the Outcast in Star Wars and Beyond as Version 1 and Version 2. Before beginning Season 2, he intends to bring in Jay Shepard, Darn Crutro, Dustin Roberts, and Jeremy Beckett, all from Rebelscom.com, to become staff member for the podcast. He is also putting out a call for other fans to get involved as full-time staff members for the TFN podcast. It seems that major revamps and relaunches are becoming a big part of fan audio these days. However, here at Star Wars on Direct, we can tell you that we're nowhere near that point. I, I am guessing that makes Danny a little bit more comfortable. Don't you think? I think. All right. <laughs> Welcome to this community update on November 8, 2005. Big Apple Con is coming this month to New York City. The third weekend, November 18th to the 20th, is when the event will take place. Details can be found at BigAppleCon.com. These are three Star Wars actors scheduled to appear as well. Carrie Fisher, Daniel Logan, and Ray Park will be there, most likely signing autographs. Charles Ross, famous for his one-man Star Wars trilogy act, will be performing on Saturday at 11 a.m., if you haven't seen this hack yet, catch it while you can. Go see it, go see it, go see it. Go see it. It's it's really, really, really great. I'm disappointed I didn't get to see it. 
At the C3? Yeah, I saw 30 minutes of Star Wars. I didn't see One Man Star Wars. But you've seen One Man Star Wars before. I No, I haven't. You haven't seen? No. It I was haven't. in Montreal. I know. I should slap you, but the table is too far. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Apologize to the man. I'm sorry. That's better. Anyhow, I, I want to see it. Well, let's it's trip. Three, we know. There's too much to see. Let's trip to Big Apple Con, just for the heck of it. Let's oh, I'd be love to. Hey, if your parents will lend us the car. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get very far, Sebastian. That'd be funny. You think they would stop us at the... Uh, They'd stop you. They'd stop me. Look, the geek. Look at the geek. It's like we can't let that in the country. It's like it's like letting in terrorists. Um, also, I want to mention that the uh, the DVD release that uh, went on with the Imperial Alliance and Archambault for the past week has been incredible and so great and so exhausting, which is why the actual website of Star Wars Henrik wasn't updated until late Monday. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome again. So uh, basically, that's it. The uh, we started on uh, on Tuesday evening, and then we continued on Friday night all the way until Sunday night. We traveled to five, st- uh, six tours altogether, and it was a great event. It was it was amazing to see all the fans that actually came out and participated into that I mean, that contest. Uh, I've got over. 500 pictures all in all in my computer right now related to this event alone. So, got a lot of people to come out? Uh, Yeah, a lot of people actually showed up and uh, we actually managed to, you know, present a few new costumes. Cool. And we got uh, the chance to troop with a few new members. So, that was great. And we're just very, very happy that all went well. And that uh, during the course of the weekend, only one belt actually snapped broken. So, you know. One belt? Did uh, Phil did it? No. It was a belt of, uh, of a storm, uh, snow trooper. I see. Actually, it was a belt of a marine trooper, if you want to go into the details. But now, it's fixed. And it's just doing so great. Um, a colonial marine? Not a colonial marine. A marine marine? A marine, a stormtrooper marine. What? A marine trooper. Yeah, they're basically the snow trooper who kill Coyote Mundi. Apparently they're marine troopers. Oh, okay. So I've been told. Oh, those are elite clone troopers. At least according to... The, the minis. The minis. Yeah. They have an eight attack. No plus. No plus? No plus. They, so what, they do just eight damage? Eight, or? Eight, eight attack. They're useless. They're totally useless. Eight, useless. Has there been like an errata? Nope. I know. <laughs> and have they changed? Like, no. That's so funny. All right. Well, this pretty much... Uh, actually, I want to say that uh, the last trooping of the Imperial Alliance for this year, of 2005, uh, will most likely be occurring during the weekend of December 3rd and 4th, on Sunday the 4th, uh, at the Teleton for the Foundation for Research into uh, Children's Disease. And uh, where we'll be actually giving the check of the money we gave, we got at uh, the premiere. Star very Wars. cool, very cool. So this promises to be very, very cool, very fun. We just can't wait to do it. All right. Well, Brian? Yes, dude? You know, we talked about Victor Mayer earlier. 
Yeah, you weren't listening, weren't you? Yeah, okay. We talked about Victor Mayer earlier, the guy who actually started the whole Jedi talk thing and the whole Stormtrooper Bob thing. So right now we're going to go listen to Stormtrooper Bob number 20, which is entitled Lewis. Don't play with that. And we'll be right back after a short sponsor break to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with our main subject, the Star Wars Visual Guide. Hi, this is Darian Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stagpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, dark side or light, join us Sunday night. Welcome to Stormtrooper Bob, episode 20. Lewis, don't play with that. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Bob and his squad have watched Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader duel in Cloud City. As we join the squad, they are watching Luke go out to the end of the gantry. No! Don't jump, Luke! Oh man, he's acting like it's a surprise. I mean, hasn't he seen episode one? No, he jumped! I can't believe he jumped! Vader's calling me. I'll be right back. Um, well, Angus, um, I guess I won our little bet. No, you said the other hand! No, it wasn't, Angus. You took the bet, and he won fair and square, eh? Yeah, alright. Do you have a financing plan? Alright, troops. Lord Vader wants us to go down to the bottom of this pit and find that lightsaber. Bob and his squad on Lord Vader's instructions go off to find the lightsaber. We join them as they start their search. Angus, I can't believe he got sick on the turbo lift. I can't help it. I get motion sickness. Lewis, help me get me helmet off. Okay. There you go, eh? Alright, guys. Spread out and look for that light thingy. I can't believe he said it's just a search for some funny flashlight. Hey, look what I found, eh? Lewis, that is gross. Okay, that is Luke Skywalker's hand. <laughs> hey, Angus, want to shake my hand? Ah, oh, that's just plain wrong. I take that as an insult, Horsehead. I challenge you, eh? Uh, Bob! Lewis keeps slapping me with a severed hand! Lewis, stop playing with that thing. That is just disgusting. Now go throw it away. No, eh? Lord Vader might want it. Him and the Emperor could use this to make a clone, eh? They could call him Luke. Luke? What kind of dumb name is Luke? Luke? Don't ask me. Well, I'm keeping it, eh? Fine, just stop playing with that thing. Oh, we're never gonna find that stupid glow down here. Shut up, Angus, and keep looking. I see you two. Yes, sir. What does the Imperial Stormtrooper manual say about this situation? Article 9423AB. Finding a lightsaber for the Dark Lord of the Sith in a giant floating city. Blow it up. Huh? Did you need my help, sir? Uh... No, Twitch, uh, 
What was your assignment before you joined the squad? Well, I worked in the manual writing department. I wrote the entire Imperial Stormtroopers manual. Well, well, that didn't explain a whole lot. Just keep looking, guys. Ah, look, here it is. Oh, well, good job, Angus. I wonder what this button does. Don't push that button, Angus. Ah, Bob. Quit your whining, you limp-wristed pansy boy. I'm gonna... Ah! Holy jeez. Angus just cut his own arm off with that thing, eh? Ah, crap. I knew it. I warned you. Didn't I tell you not to push that button? But no, you had to go and push the button. Now your arm's off. Well, you know what this means, don't you, Angus? No, uh, no, not anything but that. That's right, Angus. You get to go back to the back to tank. No! Oh, don't scream in my ear like that or else I'll beat you with your own arm. Oh, look at this. Left hand, right hand. Left hand, right hand. Look. I've got four hands, eh? Bob and his squad gather up the lightsaber, Luke's hand, and Angus's arm, and go to the shuttle. As they fly to the Star Destroyer, Lewis looks out the viewport and sees the Millennium Falcon. Blue Milk Party King, hear me, eh? Come back to me. Hear me, eh? Shut up, Lewis. Bob and his squad make it to the shuttle bay. Bob sends Angus to go into the Bacta tank. The rest delivers the lightsaber and Luke's hand to Vader. They then head to the medical bay to check on Angus. Well, I can't see Angus here. All it's here is that giant whale bobbing in that tank, eh? Lewis, that is Angus. He does kind of look like a whale fish, though, doesn't he? Geez, he looks mad at you. Yep, he sure does. Well, let's go over there and stand by that viewport. Why? I don't know. Just kind of feels like we should. Will Angus come out of the Bacta tank? <sighs> Will Twitch blow something up? Will the Stormtrooper Bob Show ever get just one narrator? Find out next week on Stormtrooper Bob! Have you ever been shot with a blaster bolt? Yeah. Have you ever had a limb severed? Yeah. Well, if you have, give us a call down at Billy Bob's Bacta. We care about healing you. This episode of Stormtrooper Bob is brought to you by www.jeditalk.com. Playing the voice of the narrator, Stormtrooper Lewis, Stormtrooper Twitch, Stormtrooper Opie, Mark Henderson. Playing the voice of Angus... Ian McCormack, playing the voice of Bob and ICU2, Eugene Cash. Join us again next week for another exciting episode of Stormtrooper Bob. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com <laughs> 
Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, that's right. Roger, roger. All Star Wars and direct listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. To Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom. So, Brian, when's that Dark Nestry book novel coming out? Like December 23rd? Uh, 21st. 21st? 20th. 20th is Tuesday? Yep, so it's on the 20th. It's on the 20th? That's gonna be cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Alright. Well, you know, if we had our central, our new essential guide to chronology, we would know the end by now. But since uh, all the local bookstores in Montreal are, 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 are fudge packers and are idiots, fudge, we, we, fudge don't have packers? Any, we don't have any books yet. Fudge packers? I'll have to remember that one. Fudge packers. Okay. That's funny. So, Brian, today we're going we're to be talking about the... Ultimate Visual Guide. Boom, 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 boom. It's fucking awesome. Isn't it? It's really pretty. It's it's how many pages long? Let's, I don't know. Let's, let's take a look. It's got to be like at least a hundred. And there's like a ton of acknowledgments. It's it's hundred and thirty, hundred and forty pages. Yeah, it's hundred and forty pages. It's it's totally. It's crazy. it's massive. It's really something that pretty. It's it it was actually like you know released by DK, so it's one of those books that just won't fit fit on a shelf. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's actually so visually great that you gotta have it in your collection. It's beautiful, especially if you're an artist and uh, you like you know Star Wars wallpapers and doing stuff like that. There's tons of material to inspire yourself from in there. Oh yeah, tons. So you should most definitely take a look at it. Uh, it's actually the book itself is divided into so like seven or eight sections. It's eight sections. It's well. Let's say nine, basically, because there's a foreword and introduction and the, and the acknowledgments afterwards. Uh, but you have a galaxy far, far away, which is the basic history of the uh, galaxy of Star Wars. The Old Republic, which is, of course, what we discussed mainly on the Tales of the Jedi show a few weeks ago. Uh, the Clone Wars, which is detailing all about the Clone Wars, uh, the bat, like the beginning, and then uh, the uh, Jedi all the way to the Jedi Purge, and the uh, birth of Vader. 
then of course you've got the dark times which is a new hope and those dark times that are coming in our way after episode 3 uh, the civil war uh, with the battle of Yavin and you know just a little prior to basically a new hope and then it's the new era which is the new republic and the whole post return of Jedi era all the way into the new Jedi order and then it's uh, the behind the scenes which is the whole you know you know, uh, George Lucas pe- section and the Star Wars saga, the visual parts, how they made the movie and stuff like that. And why model making isn't dead. Exactly. That's right, folks. It isn't. And of course, you've got the expansion of the universe with all the merchandising, the upcoming books and how they do that in the Star Wars publishing and all the video games. So, you know what? At and of course, you've got the Star Wars timeline in there as well, which is very nice and descriptive. Uh, you've got tons of stuff, and it's like 145 pages, but it's most definitely worth It's uh Oh, of course, it's not at the back here. You probably have it in the top in the corner. Yeah. It is uh, 24.99 US, 32.99. 25 Canadian. bucks, folks. It's really not that bad. 25 bucks. It's really worth it for all of what of what's in there. All the it's information. It's so pretty. It's like a Star Wars encyclopedia with lots and lots and lots of images. It's just right for the comic reader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kid you. I that's kid. It. But there's actually a lot of references of images references that's that are in there that there were taken from it's most it's a lot of comic book source. Yeah. There's a lot a lot of comic books. It's source. a lot especially there are a lot of places where they could have taken from the movies but they took from the comic books. Mhm. Uh, the, the the foreword was actually made by Ian McDiarmid. Oh, it's a beautiful foreword. If you haven't read it, I definitely suggest you go read it. It really sets up what Star Wars means and how people relate to stars and what it really means to people and how it means a little bit something to everyone. And um, it's it's really really great. It's really how he feels about Star Wars and everything it's meant to him. It's it's really nice. Should should we go into it? Yes, Sebastian, why don't you read it? <coughs> it's 10 a.m., lights dim, time for the morning show. Another episode of everybody's favorite all-action-adventure serial. It could be the King's Theatre, Dundee, Scotland, any Saturday over 50 years ago. I would have entered a patty newsreel, managed cheer as Jerry outwitted Tom and would now be eagerly anticipating the next air and hackle-raising installment of Improbable Good versus Impossible Evil. However, it's not post-war dandy. It's 2005, and I'm, I'm north of San Francisco at Skywalker Ranch. But today I'm just a kid again, waiting for the scroll to roll out a private screening of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, the final filmed episode of six-part Star Wars saga, where for once, evil will vanquish good, and it will be. All my fault. I first encountered Emperor Palpatine at Elstree Studio in the early early eighties. He was staring back at me from a makeup mirror larger than life and fifty times as ugly. Yellow contact lenses stung my eyes and afforded little peripheral vision as I walked onto a vast soundstage that had been transformed into a starship hangar populated by seemingly handless platoons of gleaming white stormtroopers. The scale of George Lucas's visions hit me. This was space spectacle, a backdrop for a galactic opera of Wagnerian dimension. Time passed, the prequels unfolded, and, as Palpatine shed years and disappeared behind a politician's mask, which happily turned out to be my face, 
The digital movie-making revolution gathered base as backdrop seated unto c- control to blue clots. And now, as I watch the, n- the denouement of the saga that has been a part of my life for over two decades, I'm caught up once more in this epic story as harsh beams glint off the freshly minted armor of Palpatine's tragic apprentice. A smug smile of contentment flickers over the reptilian features of his evil master, the self-proclaimed Emperor of the Galaxy. But there is hope. Twin babes blink at the sunsets of... Hey, it's twin babes, not babies. You can say babes. Twin babes blink as the sun sets on the Old Republic with the promise that for a future generation, the dark will yield once more to light. As the auditorium lights return to me to a sort of reality, I sit not wanting to move, savoring the the heady mixture of sadness and elation and thinking. Well, they just don't make them like that anymore. Is he? That's the first time he sees the entire movie, he goes like, whoa. And I think everyone was like that. Yeah. Last night, like, the first time they saw episode three, it was just like, whoa. It was very, very, very. The uh, the introduction that, that that follows is actually written by writer Winham, the uh, the author of the book itself. And uh, it's definitely... It's, it's the same thing as Ian, but from a different person's point of view. Yeah. That's, I, I'm almost tempted to say younger, but... I'm well, it's obviously sure. it's a different person, so he's younger, but it's the same feel. Yeah. It's, it shows it's just how many emotions. generations have been actually marked by the Star Wars saga and all that. Uh, then, of course, we go into a galaxy far, far away, and the, f- the, the few pages that follow let you know about the, uh, the basic history of the galactic... Uh, history. I think it's more of a glossary. Like, what is what is the Star Wars galaxy? What you know? What are the different aspects of it? Like, uh, they describe you know the timeline, mm-hmm. and the time is counted from the Battle of Yavin, before and after. That's it. It actually goes all the way to thirty years after the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, and, and uh, two thousand. What is it? Twenty-five thousand years before. Yeah. Which is the ga- formation of the Galactic Republic and the creation of the Jedi Order. So, we still got a few more years to go. <laughs> Slightly. Slightly. Uh, then, of course, you go right into the galaxy itself with a very nice map of the galaxy and all the main hyperspace routes and, you know, all the different regions like the core worlds versus the uh, the outer rim versus the wild space which is versus the mid rim which versus deep core and, uh, you know, there's also the expansion areas which is the the arms and the corporate sector and the different sectors. And all of... They, they show, like, where the unknown regions are which means that for the next 18 years we can most likely be happy and rejoice in the fact that you know what, there's going to definitely be something to talk about. For sure. For sure. So, continuing in the explanation of what was a galaxy far, far away, they tell you about all the technology, you know, the lightsabers, the energy shields, uh, the hyperspace travel, the tractor beams, the, pro- the holo projectors, the blasters, the repulsor lift vehicles, the droids, all that kind of t- stuff. And it's, it's, it's almost for kids, that section of the book, but it's it's very nice. It, it actually it's actually a book that complements very well the visual dictionaries, wouldn't you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would. 
and then of course you have the explanation of what is the Jedi Order, which is uh, it, it's definitely a part of the book I I, I loved, uh, not only to look at but to you know read fully. I really like the car the um, the pictures of how the Jedi's are you know chosen and mm-hmm. trained as young because you never really get that feeling that you know like these babies are taken away when they're little like eight months old and it's pretty harsh. It's pretty harsh, and and uh, some of them actually get to see their parents. Afterwards. They go back and visit them. Like Obi Wan Kenobi goes to visit his family later on. Yeah. But for more of that, get on Jedi Apprentice and Jedi Quest. Yep. Which is a very good series of book. And then of course we talk about the Jedi. So of course we have to talk about the set. And that's what they that's what they let us know. Uh, they they basically you know give us all the the high points of the Sith Lords and the Sith Nagasato and uh, not much on Exarchon. There isn't much on Exarchon. At least n- yeah, that's not, not even, yet, n- not even yet. But not through all the entire book, they they don't give you much information about the guy. Uh, There's a little bit in the next section, which is the Great Sith War. There's yeah. a little paragraph, but. It's very, very small. I think he did more than that. You know? He's done a lot more than just beat people in the Senate. Anyhow. So, as we go, as we move on, we get into what was the Old Republic, which was created 25,000 standard years ago, and united thousands of member worlds. Of course, we go into the Great Sith War, which, again, brings us back to the Tales of the Jedi show, with Yulik Kildrama, Nami Sunrider, holding her, and the beginning of... Darth Bane. Uh, the the little paragraph that uh, Brian was ta- telling you about Exar Khan is basically a duel that happens in the Senate between Master Voodoo Boss and uh, Exar Khan. And we talked about it on uh, a couple of shows ago. Yeah. So, and they also mentioned the Battle of Rusan, where basically all those Siths and those Jedi's were destroyed by a Todd of the Sith, and where Darth Bane came out alive. With only, only one only apprentice. One. And then we go into the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. Yeah. I, I just don't understand, because the, cause the Sith reveal themselves, and they're not supposed to do that. So basically, they they just break the rules they make themselves. I didn't understand that. And I think it, it shows where it actually leads them. Uh, well, depending on like how you play the game, but basically at the end of the game, dark still reigns. So, I guess it really was only to get a new apprentice of worthy proportions. Okay, I, that's I, I guess I guess that would be the best like explanation. Uh, then they go into a little history of uh, the Jedi's and the main players of the Jedi who actually the Jedi Order. Well, not the Jedi Order per se, not yet. Because no, that's it. They 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 really go into like the heroes of the Clone Wars and the Golden Age of the Republic, I would say. Uh, they, there's a little mention of Count Dooku and this uh, this little you know graphic picture of him younger. Yeah, which is nice because for those of you who know Asterix and Obelix, he looks like Julius Caesar. Yeah, <laughs> he does. And uh, of course, there's a lot of mention of uh, of. A he Qui-Gon. looks like a young Christopher Lee. Okay. 
Tsui looks like. Tsui's supposed to look like. Yeah, that's it. I guess they they they, they bunch up the, the the good old vampire movies. They base themselves on that. They are, there's a mention of the clash with the Mandalorians, uh, with of course the basic dissemination of uh, the Mandalorians and the only sole survivor, Jango Fett. Uh, and he could actually handle Jedi's by himself. Yeah, which is odd for a little Mandalorian kid. Maybe he's got the, f- the dark side of the Force within him. I don't think so. He's just a very skilled fighter. All right, all right. And of course, you see uh, the beginning of the history of Quinlan Vos and Ella Sakura, which takes you know three quarters of a page. Uh, it's a beautiful picture, though. Yeah, it's it's basically Quinlan Vos in his beginnings, uh, still a Padawan, saying, "You know what? I can do this. I can save her because he, he was on a mission to save uh, Twi'leks, uh, Rylet's homeworld, Lon Sakura's daughter." So, which he does, and we see where that led them. Yep. For Next is the uh, Democratic Republic, which is basically the uh, the time when they just showed, you know, how they come up with the Senate, how they actually come up with also the Jedi Council to a little bit watch over the Senate. And it's during that time that uh, Count Dooku realized that the the Jedi the, the Republic it's it's grown corrupt and Jedi Order is more of politi- is more about politics now than actual force-seeking, you know. So, they actually have a nice little descript- descriptive of the Jedi High Council, as seen in Episode 1, we might add. Uh, you have Yoda that takes uh, that, that takes his place, of course. You have Mace Windu, Yarel Poof, a.k.a. Balloon Headman, Plo Koon, Sacetine, even Pial, Adigalia, Depa Bilaba, Oporensis, Kayadimandi, Yaddle, and Eat and all these were the basic 12 master of the Jedi Council that you could see in episode 3 uh, in episode 1 sorry and then you go into the reverse it's, it's nice that you, you get a mention of uh, Tarkin's ancestor yes who was a little bit crazy kind of a crazy jerk anyway yeah well then they they go into the the infamous rule of uh, master and apprentice, with basically, you know, Darth Maul and uh, Darth Sidious, and they basically tell a lot about you know the upcoming of Darth Maul, all and his how way. he was trained. That's it, and how the Sith trained their their slaves, their pawns. I like the I like the pawns. Think Vader was a pawn. Yes, I think it was a bomb. And to top it off, of course, you get into basically the the simple episode one uh, picture that that was just that makes that's turned up into two three pages: uh, the blockade of Naboo, discover of the chosen one, uh, Anakin Skywalker, then the battle of Naboo at the end, and how Darth Maul dies, and how Obi Wan is told, you know, you're gonna you're gonna train that kid by uh, by Qui Gon. And uh, it's uh, it's 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 basically very detailed for just one movie like that. I think they should have put more details into, you know, the 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 upcoming uh, Old Republic rest of the of the book, which brings us to the next, you know, five pages, which is basically the decaying of the Republic, 
with uh, Count Dooku meeting with the last Mandalorian and making sure that he's gonna gonna work for him, gonna work for him, making the clones and all that. They give you a lot of the of, uh, of details on many battles of the the, the 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 wars that came before the Clone Wars were actually declared. Uh, they tell you about the making of the clone army and how the clone army was actually discovered. Uh, the tragedy on Tatooine, with of course, what happened with everything with Anakin, Anakin's mom, Anakin's mom dying, and him just slay slaying all those. Poor Tuskens, amongst whom a Jedi raises around these years. And then, of course, we've got the Battle of Geonosis, and again losing his arm. And then we're straight into the Clone Wars. Into the Clone Wars. And that uh, mainly focuses on the, I'd say, the comic books and the, um, what are they called? Ah, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars uh, TV show mm-hmm. and the uh, comic books. There's a page all about that. And then it goes into episode 3 and how General Grievous shows up. And then the end of the Clone Wars, when uh, Palpatine uh, declares himself the Emperor. And of course declares Order 66. Exactly. And um, next, of course, is the Jedi Purge. Of course, Order 66. And then the Dark Lord Reborn. And then it's uh, more on to the Empire, how it was created, more Jedi killing. And then there's a really cool page about, um, uh, ah, what's his name? I'm losing myself. It's Baron Suntir Bell. Okay. He's a cool character. He's a TIE fighter pilot who is uh, leader of the? Leader of the uh, Emperor of the Fist. Is, this current, is, it, is it the 86th squadron or the 101st squadron? 181st. 181st squadron? Yeah, they were a defunct crappy one and he turned them into a great one. He made the man. He made the mighty. And then it goes on the whole, you know, like Lando and uh, Chewbacca and Han and how they became smugglers and how they got their beginnings. And a little bit about R2-D2 and C-3PO, their adventures between uh, episode 3 and episode 4. And then on to the Death Star and how uh, it was completed and the whole organization. And I, ju- I just want to mention the funny Imperial Engineer mention of Bevel Lemelisk in there. And they actually have a picture of him that he looks like a crazy fool. Yeah. It's actually very funny. So, and then we go into the Civil War. Of course, that's Luke's upraising with uh, the Force, and now he discovers his friends, hard to be to, and C-3PO. But of course, you get like first you get the Leia's mission, which is all about how she discovers the Death Star. Yes, and uh, also a little paragraph about Kyle Katarn. The uh, and how he actually subdued the plans of the Death Star from that planet and dark forces. For those of you who remember. And uh, how we actually got them to the 10 to 4. And then, of course, you get back to Luke on Tatooine. Then you t- you're told about the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi and how he basically has been watching over Luke for those for the past two decades or so. It's really funny because they actually show you the concept art of a crate dragon. And uh, it's it's something very rare, very rare that you don't see 
in a, in a lot of, of places if you've got the portfolios from uh, Ralph Macquarie for the the Star Wars and you hope then you get a, you get a, you get to get a look at it but other than that you don't see much of much of it uh they show the passage to Alderaan of course it's basically all the story of episode 4 and the battle of Yavin and how the chain reaction actually killed the Death Star uh then you've got two pages on splinters of the mind's eye that's pretty freaking cool man it's an encounter on Mimbam and how uh how they actually cut Vader's arm yep and Leia picks up a lightsaber and, and uses it to fight Vader yeah which of course we can understand that this almost never happened in the story afterwards because I'm sure that Anakin Skywalker would have felt that Leia was force sensitive at this point yeah don't you think no He's, he thinks his kids are dead so he knows Luke is his son but like when you kind of have your nose stuck to the tree you don't really see the forest you know what I mean you're right. You're probably right. So then, of course, you have a uh, basic page on Hoth and how the the, the, the rebels got their... Uh, their Hoth base. Their base Hoth. on Hoth and how they were eventually kicked off Hoth. Yeah. Then you have, of course, our wonderful Luke being trained by the little friendly Yoda. That's right. And uh, they tell you about the alien ecosystem of Dagobah. And uh, one of those uh, those aliens they tell you about is the knobby white spider, which is in fact a spider, which is a mobile root that is part of a Garnley three uh, Garnley three life cycle. This root breaks free of its parent tree to roam the swamps and devour animals. After gathering enough nutrients, the spider finds a clever spot to anchor its legs, which eventually transform into roots that allows the spider to grow into a towering Garnel. Gnarl tree. It's kind of funny, don't you think? Yeah. Carnivorous animal that becomes a tree. <laughs> that's kind of strange. I'm guessing that's probably what anchored the root of the cave. Yeah. And you have the basic three, you know, pictures of the cave with Luke fighting Vader and Luke seeing himself in Vader, of course. Uh, there's a mention of, like, a bounty hunter on Dagobah. Which is most likely. I'd rather think it never happened. Uh, then you go, of course, into the chase of the bounty hunter. The roads is no disintegrations. Yeah, the word is uh, is. Uh, I'm missing my words. Mm-hmm. Target is the word I'm looking for, and uh, how Boba Fett. Yeah, that's it. How Boba Fett basically captures, you know. Han Solo. Han Solo. There's a really cool page on the Betrayal in the Clouds page where you see Vader holding C-3PO's head and then you see Anakin as a young boy holding Vader's head. So that's cool. Um, and then it just goes on to Shadows of the Empire page, which is, you know, really awesome. Especially with that picture of Giri. Yeah, I'm sure you would think that. <laughs> Why is it you judge me like that? Because I do. And then it's... <laughs> And then it's uh, the uh, prisoners of Jabba's palace. And then there's all the. Um, there is another talk, you know, the Empire, and right before they'd go and destroy the, the last Death Star, and then after, then it's the Battle of Endor with Vader, uh, with Luke beating Vader, and then uh, Vader turning to the, the uh, light again. 
and then he dying, and then you get a little picture of Marichade in pain as the Death Star explodes and she's cut off from the Force. Until the New Era, which is the, uh, I guess, the last section of the book that's really um, about the story and not as much about, you know, the phenomenon. So you get the whole New Republic with Thrawn and the uh, the twins being born and then it's the Dark Empire with the Empire coming back. And then it cuts straight to the New Jedi Order. But it's not the New Jedi Order book series, it's really just the New Jedi Order um, you Jedi, and then there's some mention they use on Fong. It's not really the New Jedi Order proper. There's like they talk about the death of Chewbacca, um, what Han and Leia's children do during the war a little bit, but Mera and Luke marrying. But they basically focus on yet yeah, Luke has restarted the Jedi Order basically, basically, basically. And it, there's more focus on the Thrawn trilogy and the Dark Empire comic books as opposed to. The New Jedi Order is just, you know, they're mentioning that the New Jedi Order restarted. And then it goes into the behind-the-scenes section of the book, which is interesting. There's a whole page about George Lucas and how he got Star Wars started. And it started, and um, I guess he started making it uh, with the first movie after American Graffiti started working on A New Hope. So uh, that happened. And it's all about how uh, he started working on Star Wars, and then there's this page on the Star Wars saga, and, you know, the uh, reinvention of Jabba the Hutt in the special editions, and the Phantom Menace, and all the three, uh, three directors of the Star Wars movies. So it's very interesting, and then it's uh, dress Designing the Galaxy, which is all about the concept art by um, different concept artists that have worked on Star Wars. Worf McQuarrie, yeah. and Trisha Biggers, and Dog Chang, and uh, all those all those wonderful guys. And then it goes into the visual effects, how they've evolved over the years, and how they use blue screen now, and the pre-visualization, and the orchestras, and all that good stuff. It's really fun to see the Falcon, you know, uh, held by the, almost by the cockpit at at the end of this mechanical harm in front of a blue screen. And they're just showing, you know, how the special effects were done in, during those days. Yep. And mm. then, then they go into the uh, model making with a big model of um, Zemwezal and the uh, lava pit and the, uh, in episode 3. And then they go on, you see the pictures of um, model making from the original trilogy like Yoda, Lancebeater, Rancor, ATT coolness. And they go into the movie posters. And there's a few really cool ones, like the uh, foreign poster. I think it's a Darth Vader's head exploding, and it is. I think it's the Polish one. You can see it on the website, on the internet. I'm sure uh, it's a very cool one. And then it goes into the expanding universe, which includes, you know, m- merchandise. We've got a big picture of Darth Vader, the uh, the uh, droids TV series. If you haven't seen that, it's pretty funny. Um. And the Ewok Adventures. There's a really, really short, short paragraph on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes, it's acknowledged, people. It happened. Um, yeah, I guess. Even though it's DK that made it came, came come out, or what? Even though it's DK that made it come out. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'd rather forget about it. Uh, and then there's the uh, there's a little mention about the Clone Wars, but it's already been pretty much covered. And then it goes on about the Star Wars publishing. 
all the different comic books and the insider, the art books, the behind scenes books, and all the expanding universe stuff. And then there's a page on the video games, the big, our favorite video game characters. They're public commandos. I love right them. there on the big page, and there's mention of uh, all the different games, including oh, the, uh, it's the boys. Knights of the Old Republic, the, uh, the X-Wing game, the Atari games, the Battlefront, the first one, and uh, the Revenge of the Sith game. It's really funny because on the webcam, if people go take a look right now, uh, you almost have the impression that the commandos are coming out of the book. Oh, sweet. <laughs> the way they're drawn. And it's really funny because they even show, you know, the the Empire Strikes Back on Atari, which was one of the first Star Wars video games. Very cool. And then there's a Star Wars timeline which starts in 1971 with Lucasfilm Limited being is incorporated and runs all the way until 2005 and March uh, on May 19th, the final Star Wars film in the six-part Star Wars saga, uh, Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, it has its worldwide theatrical release. One of the interesting things is. Um, Mark Hamill, Alec Guinness, producer Gary Kurtz, and Lucas celebrate Guinness's six, uh, 62nd birthday in Tunisia on April 2nd, 1976. It's a very cool picture of Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness, Gary Kurtz, and George Lucas celebrating Guinness's, Alec Guinness's birthday. And they have a, a, a cake that says, Happy Birthday. I don't know what else it says. I'm sure Sebastian will, will figure it out. He's a freak like that. What I the picture I really like is actually right next page, and it's uh, all the fans in front of men's Chinese. Yeah. And they're just like taking pictures, like, Ooh, and you got a big Star Wars letter up. It's yep. It's nice. Can I say? Mm. It's good stuff. I I really really like this book. It's really pretty. It's very pretty. Um, I I really suggest people go out and buy it because it's really cool, and um, it's really pretty. But I kind of feel bad. Kind of I don't I don't want to I want to be careful with it. I don't want to take it out in the, in the subway or on the bus or drag it around too much because I really can't want to keep it nice. Yeah, it's a. I I took the cover out of. You mine took the dust cover off. Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of putting it away on my shelf as soon as I get home. <laughs> I, I don't want to mess it up. I just kind of teased my brother with it. Look, 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 James. He's like, ah, you're going to drool, so I'm going to put it away now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I bought my book, and I bought the nicest cover, and I didn't realize it, but when I took it off, there's actually a nudge in the cover, which Aww. really pissed me off. Because I don't collect much. But you know how much I care about my books. Yes, I do. And as much as I do. Um... I really like it. There's a lot of information, but I think some things have been glossed over, like um, the bit in the uh, like the post Return of the Jedi era. There's like three pa- There's like six pages as opposed to the pre the Phantom Menace, where there's like ten pages. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked to see a little bit more post stuff. I know there has been as many comic books, but you know, you could have done something. Please? Please? 
Anyway, that's all I have to say. I really like the book. I suggest everyone go out and buy it. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything uh, to add, Sebastian, to uh, my description? I would my review. No, I would say uh, I would say pretty much it. It's a, uh, it's one of these books that's a very good, you know, basic, uh, basic thing to look at when you got a Star Wars question. Um, I guess I guess most definitely something to get to into, into your connection your collection. I'd say definitely if you're like looking to, to start somewhere. Yeah. If you want to know about the expanded universe, want to learn about Star Wars, it's one of definitely a really cool book to buy because it's got a lot of really cool information. And it's and it's like it's a great place to start. That's right. Well, we may not have much more to say about this, but we know someone who do who do. Who does? Really? Who does? Yeah. What's his name? His name is Danny. This is the show's ex-producer, and he was really worried that I was about to quit the show this week. Really? Yeah. Boy, he's crazy. I know. So let's call him. Did you Did you tell him we're calling him? Yeah. Hello. Hi, Danny. How are you doing? Pretty fine, and yourself? Uh, I'm doing okay. I hope that folks at uh, home are not like falling asleep after our going through all the book. <laughs> well. It won't. Uh, it won't be the same as if they were looking at the book. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot better to actually watch the book, uh, look, that, read the book. Cause it's, uh, I was watching the book as you described it. <laughs> we we actually, you know, showed a few images on the webcam after you gave me the idea. Thank you very much for doing so. <laughs> and uh, we had we had tons of fun. But uh, let us know what you think about the book, Danny. Yes, of course. Uh, when I heard about it, I just said, "Well, there's another book. I'll buy. I'll buy it blindly." <laughs> and uh, when I got through it, I was very impressed. I was, I was uh, almost expecting a compilation of all the visual uh, dictionaries. Okay. But it wasn't uh, that at all. Uh, my first impression. It was great, and I and I kept going and going, and I took some notes about some details that you guys didn't mention. I will go uh, into them uh, a little bit later. Some information that and some loose ends that have been corrected in that book. So uh, I will go through them uh, right about in a couple of minutes. Uh, you didn't mention there was the at the upper left corner there was the there's the the date there's the chronology at the top left corner so you can follow uh, that uh, you meant uh, it's basically a big visual chronology uh, at first I you mentioned it was like a kind of visual encyclopedia but I don't think it's, it's that at all it's basically a visual chronology uh, and it's has some focus on the on the franchise of the off the screen uh, details. Uh, what cool info uh, did I find find in this? First, uh, there's a mention that uh, Owen doesn't recognize Cupido, knowing a, a new hope. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for those who wonder how come, basically they just say. Well, it kind of makes sense because, like, imagine the plating that's on C-3PO when he leaves Tatooine and when he comes back. It's totally different. And there's this different protocol droid, I'm pretty pretty sure. So, also, uh, remember, 
It is uh, Bevel Emsic. Yeah. It's the same one. He's. It's just explained that he so, did work for the Geonosians. That's why he's give the plans get brought back to Doku. That's it. There's the explanation. He is. He pr- he, uh, he helped the Geonosians produce uh, their attack craft and the Death Star prototype. So they closed that that loose end in there. Greedo uh, the. <laughs> The, the Greedo that Anakin fights in uh, the Phantom Menace is not the same Greedo that uh, is uh, in the cantina uh, in front of Anselo. It's mentioned that Greedo, the son of Greedo the Elder, who is the one who got into a scuffle with young Anakin on Tatooine. So, uh, it was Greedo's father who, who, fight, who fought with Anakin and not Greedo itself, himself. So. That makes sense. Uh, also, there's a mention of Concord Dawn, the planet. Uh, yeah, Django's... Originally, uh, in the comic book, it, it, it was mentioned that it was Boba Fett's own planet, and now they mention that it's... Uh, Django's. Django Fett's own planet. And, and that a Concord Dawn accent apparently is the same thing as a New, New Zealand uh, accent. Oh. Because that's what they mentioned, that Django Fett has a distinctive Concord Dawn uh, Dawn. Uh, Accent, so I guess it's uh, a Kiwi accent. <laughs> also, uh, something I didn't notice in the movie. I don't. I don't know if it really shows. Uh, it's mentioned in Yoda's art. Luke barely noticed the inner structures, which include salvage items from a Republic era spacecraft. I don't know if we can see that in in the Empire Strikes Back or not. Uh, or I doubt it. Or if it's just mentioned like that in the book, I will have to see it again just to see if there's some high-tech technical stuff that we can see in the background. I don't think so, but who knows? Maybe in a super special edition? Maybe. Uh, what else? Boy, they, they mentioned the ghost of young Anakin instead of uh, Sebastian Shaw. Basically, that uh, Luke... Uh, Instinctively re- recognize Anakin as his as his father, basically as a, a younger version of his father, without uh, even if he doesn't see the same uh, same picture, doesn't recognize him. So uh, the other thing I, I I was surprised, but not really in that book, is that the uh, all the Bantam era, uh, uh, if you don't count. Uh, the Tron Trilogy, uh, Jedi Academy, and Dark Empire, which add comic books, you don't see anything yeah. about that era, which is sad, basically, because it's a, the, the chron- chronology is well put it, is what well put together, but you miss, you're missing a big part of it. Uh, I think they should have done the same thing as the New Central Chronology, which is to have uh, artists made up new images yeah. Painting of uh, eras and period that you don't have comic books. So that's true. You don't have it yet. No, no, we don't have it. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> We're hoping to get it very, very soon. Just uh, go get it on Amazon or something. Yes. Well, I've already have it ordered. 
at my co-op bookstore, so I'm going to get it cheaper than you. Ha ha. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I also got uh, on other things. I go, I'm going to just conclude the uh, basically my review. I think it's it's a it's a great book because it's a mix of uh, comic book pictures, uh, art, photo, old photographs, and uh, movie images, and that's really kind of a visually uh, interesting. And uh, of course, this is not a book for hardcore fans. Uh, because all, most of the information in there are known to those fans, but it's uh, like Sebastian said, it's a great book to have into a collection, and uh, it's basically for younger a younger audience or collectors, basically. Mm, I would I would disagree because there's a lot of the way it presents the information is very interesting, and. Uh, it's very visual, and if you just want like a quick reminder of certain facts, you want to refresh your hit your uh, your memory on certain things. Yeah, it's like a big synopsis, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I found out a lot of information I didn't know about Darth Maul because I hadn't read the Darth Maul comic books nor the Darth Maul novels, so I found it really interesting to find out all about Darth Maul's history because I didn't know much, if anything. I didn't even know that he fought a Night Sister. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I don't think it's nearly close to the new chronology, but it, it, it's not the objective of, of that book, so... No, 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 it's just to give you a visual, like, guide of the whole the whole, tr- the whole saga. So, uh, what I was about to mention is that, is that I got the new Essential Chronology also, the uh, which I just started. Uh, if you... I don't think I will mention some details... Uh, uh, mentioned at the end, just because you will review it on a later show, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also got the Star Wars uh, where science meets imagination. Oh yeah, how's that? That's basic. Uh, it's basically a book that it's not a Star Wars book. It's a science book, uh, which takes Star Wars as an example. Okay. So the. They, uh, they talk about robots and artificial intelligence, uh, how to move through space and all, all those kind of things. But they take the Star Wars as an example. There probably exist other books like that with Star Trek as the example. Yeah. So uh, I did not read that one yet. <laughs> I'm late into my reading. And I just also got another uh, DK publishing book, which is bigger than the uh, ultimate visual guide. <laughs> let me let me guess. The Star Wars complete locations. Exactly. With 176 pages. Was it coming out today, Danny? No, last week. Last week. I think. At the begin- I got it last week. At the beginning of November, yeah. Uh, I just I just actually looked on the, on DK's website. It's listed at it's listed at uh, forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can basically get it at twenty six. I must say that I didn't bought the five others uh, location books uh-huh. which was uh, basically the classic trilogy uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clone and I'm glad I didn't bought them because I got the sixth film in one now <laughs> do you th- do you th- is it actually exactly the same thing as all the other books put in one? I think it is uh, I recognize some of the, uh, the picture and the art that was in and, and the fold out that were in 
Okay. So I'm pretty uh, sure uh, the owner of the uh, old uh, location are pissed off right now. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's actually someone uh, over at Amazon who's really pissed at them. Uh, she's basically saying that they did a, they could have done a really great book, but they missed it big time, because most of the, well, there's a lot of, uh, loca sorry, locations in the book that are not actually in there, that should be in there, like, uh, Panway's apartment, for instance. Oh, okay. So, uh, since I didn't, so, uh, I didn't own the previous one, so there might be missing some, but... I think they probably want to sell the old ones. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if they were in the old ones or not, but like that girl on the... Oh, okay, it just mentioned that they... Yeah, the of course, there's a multiple, multiple locations possible, but, you know, uh, and it's the basics. That's it, there... And it there's cool maps when it's not uh, interior action, when it's not uh, interior location. Uh -huh. You've got big maps, and you see there's a, there's a trail... Uh, and you can see where the character uh, went. Can oh, that's cool. Their trails. Uh, in the story, uh, let's say the Battle of Oz, you can see where Luke go has gone uh, before the battle and after, where the Wampa Cave is, uh, and all the when he, where he meets with the ghost of Obi Wan and everything. Cool. Pretty cool. So basically, you realize that the the the, the Wampa Cave is really only like about a click north to the the hut base. But he, when he got out, he actually walked, uh, you know, kept on walking north, so he, he ended up 20 clicks north of the Hacko base. That's it. <laughs> and there's really cool pictures in there, and the art is really cool. Uh, I love the way they actually describe the book on uh, on DK. They say it's packed with more than 50 full-color, fantastically intricate cross-section artwork <laughs> and 3D maps. There's even the speeder chase uh, of Zam Wessel, and you can see the city, and... And the, all the the trail boat uh, boat uh, speeders took. <laughs> all right, sweet. How much did you pay for it, Danny? Uh, I don't remember. That's in, in Canadian dollars, about like four. Uh, it's under fifty bucks, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere around forty-eight, something like that. It's not even on my receipt. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something like uh, forty bucks. It's listed at fifty Canadian. Okay. But uh, on Amazon, I got it for uh, forty bucks. Okay, because it's forty-four with taxes or something. Yeah, it's 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 basically listed as uh, at uh, at twenty-six dollars on. Uh, U.S. probably. U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still, it's still a great price for now, something. Buy buy online. It's cheaper for for books now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cheaper, and you you know you're gonna get it. You know when it's due out. So, yeah, well, most of the time. <laughs> Really? Hey, most of the time, you know, the the new uh, central chronology. Yeah. We didn't get it before ahead of time, so. Yeah, but did you buy through Amazon or chapters? Yeah, chapters first. Ah, there you go. But my new location, uh, my complete location uh, book, I got it from Indigo. And it was fine. Yeah. Jeez, I, I gotta kick their asses. <laughs> <laughs> so All it's right. probably just they, they didn't receive this uh, at their. Uh, Main, uh, at the uh, at, at the main store, who knows? You know, it's uh, there's a lot that goes into shipping, and uh, sadly, uh, it's not everybody that can actually deal with that. So. But uh, but chapters in the good don't usually have uh, difficulties with paperbacks and art covers. So it's yeah. mostly guides, I think. 
It it most probably is. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. No problem. And uh, maybe we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right. So may still yes, I am. Okay. Well, Brian's on the webcam now. What's he, up? He was looking all pouty about a minute, about a second ago. And now we're going into the next show. But first, Brian, who's left in the chat? Uh, we have Darth Fool, Castra, Lunatic, Snakes, and Tiger Claw. Thank you for staying with us. Yep. I'm sorry if I like made like everyone else go asleep. <laughs> but it's, it's a really great book. Really, it's a great book. It really is a great book. I'm sorry. Y- you won't fall asleep going through it. I promise. If my room wasn't such a mess, it would have been like on my desk. I would have been going through like page to page and probably scanned a few things because they got great Jawa pictures in there. <laughs> I just love them. All right. Well, next show is going to be on Tuesday, November 15th, 2005. It's going to be Star Wars Soundtrack number 64. And guess what? Brian? What? what? Will it be? It will be the new Essential Guide to Chronology. To Chronology. Finally. Finally. Can't wait. <laughs> I can. Not. That's what I thought. Of course, if you've got any comments about this show or that you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at swendirect.com. If you want to leave a message, you can do so somewhere on our blog or, of course, in our new message boards, which are available to our website. To be a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com. If some of you out there have ideas for partners or sponsors, feel free to send them at the same address. We're very inclined to look at it and, you know, ponder the idea. We're looking for new sponsors. I wouldn't say looking yet, but... Okay, Brent's looking for new sponsors. We're looking for new sponsors. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show. Add our URL to your message board signatures, etc., etc., etc. We'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, FederationToys.com, SitClan.net, our web host, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network at TSFPN.com. Of course, our partners, the Star Wars Aficionados, PlanetFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict Algebra Drama, which can be found at FurryConflict.com, HanukkahAndHisAngel.com, Nerf-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors on the Internet, Millennium Falcon, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the Galactic Senate Message Boards, and StarWarsFanWorks.com, which is the home of Star Wars Fan Audio, which are all available at www.StarWarsWithAZ.com. Of course, all these links and more are available to our website, www.SWENDirect.com. Feel free to download our last interviews. Get back into our interviews with the show. I hate that chair. (laughs) And for all the folks here in the studios, this is Sebastian saying, see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
Be sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows.